Health naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. It's 16 past 12. And do remember, if you've got a question for Dennis, 49216216 to get your question through to him today. Now, Dennis, um, the skin. You want to talk about the skin. What we is... do. We, we're going to look initially, Jane, at some of the, um, what I would consider to be some of the discoveries that um, I've made regarding the treatment of the skin during my 40 or so years of practice. And I'd like initially to look at some of what are called the topical applications associated with, uh, with herbal medicine. By topical applications, for the sake of the listeners, we're talking about creams and ointments and lotions. And it's been an area of fascination for me right from the very beginning of my uh, my career. I've been fascinated in the way in which the skin responds particularly well to the application of natural products, particularly herbal medicine products, and particularly the creams and the ointments. And I'd like to just go through a couple of those this morning and indicate to listeners the way in which a simple topical applications based on simple herbs can do remarkable things. For instance, let's start off looking at um, probably a, a herb that most people are familiar with, and that is the herb licorice. Now, most people uh, would raise their eyebrows uh, the moment you start talking about using licorice as a cream or an ointment. They, people have got the idea that licorice is a licorice stick or a licorice confectionery that you eat. But I think, as I've said before on this program, Jane, um, Licorice is a very, very powerful medicinal herb and in, in many ways um, probably shouldn't be eaten in excess as a confectionery because of its medicinal characteristics. And people are probably not aware that licorice has what we would refer to as steroidal characteristics. That means its chemistry is very similar in, in, in many ways to that of cortisone. And I'm speaking fairly loosely and glibly here, but with licorice we find that it can address particularly uh, conditions um, that respond to cortisone. Well, licorice frequently can do the same, albeit uh, the conditions that it addresses tends to be much milder than those for which uh, steroidal characteristics are used in mainstream medicine. Years ago I became fascinated with licorice preparations, largely as a result of reading some older papers written by British dermatologists round about the time of the Second World War or a little bit after. And there I discovered that in dermatology at that time, uh, licorice preparations were being made, albeit they were referred to as preparations based on the extract of licorice, which is called glycotinic acid. And glycotinic acid, we shouldn't be frightened of that, that's just a chemistry that's in a chemical that's in licorice, but glycotinic acid is the active, the major active from licorice. And it might interest listeners to know that in dermatology, preparations based on glycotinic acid were used in mainstream medicine and papers were written about the benefits of them. And I collected those papers, became fascinated in it and wondered why. Um, these preparations weren't being used as frequently today in mainstream medicine as they were then. And I think probably it's because uh, steroidal preparations, hydrocortisone, etc., has triumphed in a lot of mainstream medical areas to the expense of using what I would consider to be some of the softer options. 
And so I took it on my back to develop uh, two creams in particular. One is called the GA cream and the other one is the GA compound cream. And both of those creams proved to be very successful in addressing what I refer to as subacute or chronic conditions of the skin, particularly inflammatory conditions and conditions that are particularly itchy. And I've used those preparations now for well over 25 years, uh, have lectured on them in many, many seminars, and um, I think I've made uh, licorice again popular, and certainly in my practice I could not uh, survive in addressing some of the dermatitis conditions we see, some of the eczema conditions we see, some of the psoriasis conditions we see, I couldn't survive and get results uh, on the skin as far as topical preparations are concerned if we couldn't use preparations based on the extract of licorice, glycorrhizin, the GA cream, the GA compound cream. Um, they're two of my, how can I call them, pleasant reintroductions back into medicine. And it's interesting to know that uh, some of the pharmacists that over the years I've taught, uh, particularly now compounding pharmacists, many of them are also now making up the uh, GA compound, the GA creams, which is the terminology we use to refer to them, and um, getting results as I would expect, particularly as I emphasise for those chronic conditions for which the continual application of, of cortisone creams is, is not that advisable, and also for what we call subacute conditions, which lend themselves to this softer ap application. And I would say to listeners out there that uh, battle skin conditions don't overlook the potential associated with preparations based on the extract of licorice, the GA cream for dermatitis, for eczema, and the GA complex or compound cream, particularly useful for dealing with very pruritic or itching conditions and for the scaliness of conditions such as psoriasis. So they're two very, very important topical preparations based on probably the best known of all herbs. So it's not just for eating licorice, it can be for the putting on of licorice to, to get good results. That's amazing, isn't mm. it, Dennis? And uh, we'll be talking about some more Oh, absolutely. Of the herbs I, I, that... I love talking about topical applications uh, based on herbs, and I can tell you some funny stories associated with it as well. Greg uh, from Elibana, you've got a question for Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Greg. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Good, good. Uh, I've got um, some um, cerebral uh, dermatitis or something, whatever you call it, uh, in my eyebrows. Oh, seborrheic dermatitis. That's yes, the one, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Would the, that GA cream clear that up? Okay. Uh, now, I'll ask you a few questions with reference to it. Uh, how severe is it? Well, I get all flaky on the eyebrows and get and redness. Okay. And, and also I nick my chin. Okay. And Look, uh, sometimes down the side of my nose. Okay. And have you been treated for it by your GP? Yeah, I did have some um, cortisone, but I can't okay. remember the name of it. Okay. What I, what I would say is that GA cream, in my opinion, would be very applicable to seborrheic dermatitis. Um, you obviously can't keep using steroid creams indefinitely for this condition. You try to right. use softer things wherever possible. And as I indicated earlier in the program, 
the GA preparations based on licorice uh, are for what you might call the chronic recurring conditions uh, where you want to use something that is potentially effective but not perhaps as problematical. So the what I call the, the GA cream, which looks like cortisone, smells like cortisone, but isn't <laughs> cortisone, it might be a good option for you to try. So what, what I'm going to do, seeing you've taken the trouble to ring in, um, if you hang on after I finish this call, um, the uh, lass at the desk, Sal, will take your name and address and I'll send you, uh, free of charge, a jar of my GA cream to see, to see how you go with it. And we'd be interested to get your feedback. With all topical applications, regardless of what they are, you always do what I call a patch test first. That, right, mean, yeah. that means you use a small amount of the cream on a small area just to make sure that, that you're comfortable, that there's no irritation with it. Very rarely do we get irritations with the GA cream. But uh, I'll send you a jar, see how you go. If it helps, well well done, and you can continue um, using it. It has no ability to uh, be destructive for the skin, but it is very useful in reducing scaling and the inflammation. Oh, yeah. Um, I get it in the clears up and then it yes. comes back again. And then, yeah. there, there, there are some um, oral medications that might be of use to you, but try the cream first. Stay on the line, Greg, and uh, we'll get you through. Sally will take your details in just a moment, um, I think. Yes, she will indeed. And in the meantime, we're taking your calls on 49216216. And Ken, you've rung in from Bateau Bay and uh, psoriasis is the problem for your partner, is that right? That's correct, yeah, I'm on the phone. Hello, Ken. Hello, Dennis. Uh, first of all, I say love your show. Thank you. Okay, I've, um, my partner has psoriasis mainly on the elbows, fairly bad, up to the size of a, oh, it's bigger than a 50 cent piece yes, now, yes. and I've been telling her about you and she won't be in it. I want to know where, I think you just spoke to a gentleman about the GA cream, is that it? Yes, now, in, with reference to psoriasis, and I should just explain, Ken, if, for a moment uh, to the listeners what psoriasis is, so that they can get a bit of an understanding of what we're talking yep. about. Uh, yep. Psoriasis is a, a condition that manifests itself um, in scaly lesions, and generally um, it occurs on the elbows and the knees, and yeah. white scales that can become very, very scaly. I'm talking quite simply, of course, but yep. um, they can be a little bit disfiguring too and embarrassing. And unfortunately, yes. unfortunately, psoriasis can then move away from those typical sites and involve the scalp, the trunk, and can become quite troublesome. With, yeah. with your lady, I would suspect at this stage it's fairly restricted to that area and it may well respond uh, just yep. to topical applications. The cream that might be most of use is called the, the GA Complex or the GA Compound Cream. Okay, the, yes, the GA Compound. The ordinary GA cream, as I call it, is more for inflammatory conditions such as dermatitis, hence that's why we recommended it to that previous gentleman. But in the case of a psoriasis, the GA Complex or Compound Cream also has a small amount of juniper tar in it, commonly known as oil of cade, which is very, very applicable to the scaliness and the itchiness and the irritability yeah. of it. So that's the well, one she should be using, Ken. The GA compound. The and GA do you compound. have a do you have a 
a place on the central coast where I can get it. Can, I'm in my tractor at work yeah, at the moment. Oh, I'm glad someone sits on a tractor. I do that as well. Now, look, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I don't. I closed my Gosford practice after 40 years, about three oh, years ago. Your secretary just gave me the number for the Gosford practice, so thanks for that. <laughs> <It's close. laughs> look, we, we might put you back to her, and uh, you can have the number for uh, up here in just a moment, oh, Ken. I have the new Lambton number, yes. Good. Okay. You're all, all up to date. Okay. Yes. Just want to know where I can get some of this great GA compound. Okay. That that phone well, I'm number. I'm glad you used that term, Ken. I hope we can live up to the reputation, <laughs> yeah. but, but, well, but it's, many it's, have done. It sounds like you will. We'll try eating. I'll make her eat licorice. How's that? <laughs> well, that might give a blood pressure. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> uh, look, thank you, Ken, for your call, and let's hope everything goes well. Um, from Cessnock, Sylvia, um, you want to know about vitamin supplements? I do. Hello, um, Sylvia. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> look, I have been to the doctor, mm. and um, what's been happening to me is. I can be sitting in the car, you know, waiting to go in, you know, go into the shop or whatever, and I just go off to sleep. Now, sometimes it's been for, you know, a few seconds. Other times I woke up once and it was nearly an hour. And um, I'm, like, I'm not young. I'm in the 70s, but I was a nurse and I'm pretty active, you know. and. Anyway, I've been, I've had the blood test done and everything, like him thought, you know, maybe mm-hmm. underactive thyroid or all that stuff. Nothing like that showed up. And I have had a lot of things going wrong in my life for about a year or more. And mm-hmm. uh, he said that, and he said that could be doing it. He said maybe you need to get on to some vitamins. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I had melanoma, so I can't mm. be out in the sun. Of course. And now um, I'm finding, you know, like he said, it would be good if you could because uh, about a year ago I was low in vitamin D. Mm. Sylvia, did the doctor mention narcolepsy to you? Well, I thought about that yeah, myself, yeah. actually, but no, yeah. he didn't. He didn't. Well, I think... Um, from what you've described to me, it sounds very much like narcolepsy, and if that is the case, I would be very surprised if vitamin therapy did much for you. All right, okay. I th- if I were you, I'd be following it a little bit further because that is, an, that is not a good scenario that you've mentioned, and um, I think that I'd be taking it up again with your GP and even asking perhaps for a referral. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. I, I just thought it might have been a bit too... You know, I think my husband mm. thinks that I'm, um, I'm putting it on, you know. But... Oh, no, no, no. Look, I, I, I know a fair bit about narcolepsy, and that's why I'm suggesting that mm-hmm. it sounds like it. Um, and if I were you, I would pursue it a little bit and not just think that if it is narcolepsy, it can be remedied by pumping yourself up with vitamins. I think that's too simplistic. And Warren, who's rung in from East Maitland, um, your wife had an knee replacement a few weeks ago, but you do have a blister, which would be on your skin, on her skin, on the heel, and that's not healing. That's what you'd like to ask Dennis about? Uh, yes, please. Oh, hello, Warren. Uh, hi, Dennis. Yeah, it, it's taken a long time, like six mm. weeks, and I, I spoke to the nurse, and they're not putting anything on it, and there might be a good reason for that, but mm. it's... Um, she's well and truly over, 
the knee replacement, yes. the thing that's given her the most trouble yes. is the blister on the heel, both in, mm. Um, mm. you know, walking, she can't put shoes on and sure. she can't sleep at night. Because Warren, Warren, is the is the um, uh, blister developing into a small ulcer? Uh, no, it seems to be um, okay, but um, and there's a split in it, but yeah, no no be, infection at this stage. Yeah, with with those sorts of lesions, I'm always a little bit um, uh, cautious because something like that, if um, if it's not well looked after, it could perhaps drift towards an ulcer, which can be quite difficult then to heal. What I would suggest you uh, run past the nursing staff, who I'm sure are doing their utmost to help you, dear wife, is perhaps to try some honey ointment. Right. Right now, honey ointment is not not just straight honey. Honey ointment is a preparation that I developed uh, based on, on honey, admittedly, but also it contains some cod liver oil and some allantoin, and it's proved to be very successful in my practice over very, very many years for addressing particularly things like ulcers where it's almost specific. I would be keen to suggest that you mention that to the nurses, get their uh, approval to use it or, their, or, or her, the doctor's approval to use it. I would think it would be the most appropriate thing. And where can I get that at, Senna? Look, Sal, the lass at the, uh, on the switchboard will give you information on that. If you just, okay. if you just hang on for a moment, um, All right. we can make sure that you have access to it. But that would okay. be what I would recommend, Warren, without a doubt. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Warren. Thank you. Thanks for your call, Warren. And uh, Lou has rung in from Maitland Vale, and uh, this is about the GA cream, Lou. Yeah. Hello, G'day, Lou. Dennis. How are you? I'm well indeed. How are you, Lou? Good. Uh, you'll probably remember me visiting you at uh, Sally Bowen's uh, incredible clinic, and uh, she's a very, very lovely lady. She is indeed, and so it is I an need incredible to clinic. For her. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that wasn't pre-arranged, was it, Lou? That wasn't no, pre-arranged. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, because she actually uh, saw what I had and uh, pointed me in your direction. Um, you're treating my ankles with a GA compound. Yes. And um, it's doing really, really well. So mm. I want the viewers, uh, the viewers, the listeners to know that that's what you're saying is mm. actually uh, truth. Mm. Um, but why have one complaint? You don't sell it in bulk. <laughs> like well, a kilo of yogurt or something. Well, I, well, I use about a, a jar a week. Okay. Because what I've got needs a lot of treatment, as we well, know, and well, we might, getting we, there. We might go out of the way and do a bulk deal for you, Lou. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. But yeah. other than that, it's uh, it's going yeah. tremendously. Yeah, I'm very pleased Which, with that. I uh, did a lot of work. Unfortunately, modern medicine mm. wasn't able to cater for. Well, interestingly, that as I explained to Jane earlier, the original work on, on glycotinic acid was done, in fact, by dermatologists years and years and years ago. But like so many things, um, they um, just fall by the wayside as so-called more sophisticated preparations take over, whereas, in fact, in my opinion, many of the more sophisticated preparations <laughs> are not as good as some of the older ones that were previously used. And that GA uh, compound cream or complex cream, is a, um, I really love that. And some people 
complain about it. It's got a little bit of a tar smell about it, but I don't even mind the, the, the smell of that. So Tar's uh, a nice smell. It's nice, isn't it? Yes. It's good. Uh, thanks, Lou, and look, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and uh, it's 20 to 1, Health Naturally on 2 in your RFM. 49216216, that's the number for your calls. That's the number that Josie rang from Woodbury. And uh, restless legs are on your mind, Josie. Yeah. Hello, Josie. Hello, Dennis. I, I have, I've had restless legs for quite a while. Oh yes. And I went to the chemist yesterday, and mm-hmm. he, and he suggested that I take Ultra Muscular Ease Night. Mm-hmm. And I had a very bad night with it. I Did was, you? Mm-hmm. I was scratching all night. I mean, I got a spinal injury, and I, you know, I mean. Mm-hmm. I can't get down to the doctors all the time, oh, you know. Oh, dear, dear, dear. So that wasn't the preparation for you, was it? No, it definitely wasn't. Well, an expensive good. one, too. <laughs> what, what I would suggest is try something perhaps a little bit simpler, and this might sound very simple, but I've had feedback uh, from people, I think even on this program, to say that the advice helped them. Um, there's a lot of work being done these days on taking seriously the potential of honey in significant quantity to be able to address um, conditions such as yours. A lot lot of this has come forward in a couple of recent texts that um, has taken up the work that was done um, years ago by an American doctor called Dr. Jarvis. He wrote a book entitled Folk Medicine, which is uh, out of print as far as I know. But in that book, he, uh, as a doctor, Um, recounted his experience working with people in Vermont who used uh, honey quite nearly for everything. And some of those things included insomnia and included restless legs. And I have recommended that uh, because in recent times that work that he did has been reiterated in more modern terminology by a couple of American doctors again who have done more work on honey from a more scientific and clinical perspective, and they recommend it also for this nocturnal problem of restless legs. So I would suggest that rather than spend uh, any more money on it, just get some good quality, pure Australian honey and take a heaped tablespoonful of it, at least a heaped tablespoon, before you go to bed. Ah. Now you try it. Now I know that sounds pretty bizarre and perhaps left field and terribly unscientific and people will say Dennis Stewart's he's lost it but you try it because the feedback we've been getting is not too bad and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg just get some good quality Aussie honey honey is well it's good to eat but it does have wonderful properties I think it does Jane Mm. I think it does so Les has rung in from Cessnock and uh, chillblains on the hands Les hello Les hi Hi, Dennis. You've got a major problem there, have you, with your with your chillblains? Oh, on two fingers, and on one finger, it, uh, the skin has actually broken. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Now, what, what treatment have you had for them? I haven't had anything, to be perfectly honest. Okay, and these things dissipate when the weather warms? Yes. Okay. Look, I'll make a few simple things, or make a few simple recommendations that may help. Uh, in my opinion, uh, this condition lends itself to a, a bracket of herbs that we call circulatory stimulants. Now, they are herbs that promote improved blood flow to the peripheries, hands and feet, 
and they're simple herbs, but they need to be taken regularly. Probably the most important herb is an American herb which I've worked with all my life uh, called prickly ash. Now, it's not a, it's not a common herb available uh, easily, but you can procure it. Um, Bowens would have it. Uh, maybe some of the compounding pharmacists would have it. But prickly ash, particularly in a capsule or liquid form, has a reputation for addressing conditions, even such as Raynaud's, which is a very, very problematical peripheral condition. Also, don't overlook the ongoing daily use of either ginger or capsicum in an encapsulated form. Capsicum or cayenne can be a little bit challenging for many people if it's just taken straight, but in an encapsulated form, taken in capsules, say one capsule three times daily, or ginger, one capsule three times daily, that has over the years uh, helped people to a degree improve the circulation to the extremities and lessen some of the severity of the chilblains. I'd give that a bit of a go and see how you went. Actually, I have been having uh, ginger-infused uh, tea. Good, good. And I take fresh ginger. That's great. Um, like with a lot of food that I have is uh, yes. fresh ginger. Good. What I'd suggest you do is uh, rev that up a bit, to use colloquial terminology, and get some uh, concentrated ginger capsules and take them in their optimum dose or get some uh, cayenne capsules and use them in the minimal dose. Right, appreciate that. Give, give that a go. Um, fortunately for you, with the onset of the warmer weather, it will dissipate, but living in Cessnock, my, in Cessnock myself, it gets pretty cold, um, particularly this winter, it's been very cold. Tell me about it. <laughs> And we've got lots of good questions coming through. Terry has rung in on 49216216 from Warners Bay. And rosacea is what you'd like to talk to Dennis about, Terry. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Hello, Terry. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? You have rosacea, do you? Yes, I certainly do. Yes, on on my face. On cheeks, nose, or where has it got you? Yeah, uh, cheeks, nose, and under my chin. Now, are are you using the... Prescribed Rosex cream for it? Yes, it seems a bit harsh, but... Okay. It, it, it's a good cream, um, but I'll tell you a little story here. I had a practice at Warunga um, just, or just before the earthquake, and um, my receptionist there, who had worked with me for many years, um, developed a nasty condition, a nasty rosacea condition, and um, she used... Uh, the GA cream, uh, which complete yes. which completely resolved the the condition, and for many many years, even uh, when we um, ceased the practice and I moved back to Newcastle to practice, she continued to use uh, the GA cream, which kept her condition well and truly under control. Of course, the older she got, it, it sort of burnt itself out. But I pass that on to say that uh, the GA cream that I spoke about earlier had demonstrated some ability to help even with rosacea. Oh, right, yeah. No, that sounds good, yeah, because I'm on antibiotic and uh, uh, two uh, different creams uh, at the moment and doesn't seem to be shifting it. Well, look, um, your doctor's treating you well because with the condition, is yours a pustular form of of rosacea, is it? Oh, just um, just sort of like a bit raised and a bit red more than anything. Sometimes it can develop into small pustules and that becomes even more problematical but your doctor is covering 
your condition well with the with the standard treatment of antibiotics and that particular cream. But mention it to him. Um, most GPs would not be uh, adverse to using something uh, a little bit softer, particularly once <clears throat> the antibiotic has, has taken the um, the edge off it. But again, I come back and say that uh, the cream you're using is, is a good preparation and it's done its work well over the years. But um, if you wanted to try the GA cream, I think it would be useful. So thanks for your call, um, Terry, and good luck with that. Um, we'll move now to Alloy, and um, you've, you've got a problem with skin too, skin itch and blisters, is that right? Yes. Hello, Alloy. Hello, it's Lorna. Oh, Lorna, is it? Lorna Alloy. Oh, okay. Well, we'll call you, we'll call you uh, Lorna. Yes, I have a lot of trouble with my skin. Okay, uh, okay. Itching, it just drives me crazy. Yes. So it seemed to start on my hands, but now it's sort of travelled up and across my chest and, you know, around sometimes into the back area. Yes. And it comes up very red. And when I scratch, it gets really, really red, sort of streaks. Okay. Now, your doctor's treating it? No. Well, yes, he is. Only just the cortisone, but I worry about using too much of it. Okay. Look, I respect that. Um Without knowing the nature of the of the actual condition, whether it's a an eczema, whether it's a dermatitis, um, all I can give you is fairly generalised um, suggestions here, and I yeah. emphasise generalised suggestions. Being yeah. a, a sufferer of uh, eczema for most of my life, I have found preparations that incorporate uh, pine tar and menthol are useful. Pine tar and menthol, and yeah. your chemist, your chemist would would uh, stock a product called Hamilton's Pine Tar and Menthol. Now, I have used that uh, myself. It's not a cure for the condition, but it's very useful uh, for covering some of the insatiable itch that can be associated with this. Um, And it would not conflict with what your GP is using, and it may may well lead to your lessening of having to use steroid creams. The, the the other thing that I would say is that we use what are called bioflavonoids. Right? Uh, now, how do you spell bio? Bio. B-I-O. B-I-O. Yeah, just flavour. Flavonoids. Oh, yeah. Now, they're, they're readily available, and one of them called quercetin. And I'll, oh, yeah. I'll spell that for you. Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Uh, C-E-T-I-N. E-E-T-I-N. That's, okay. that's, that's, that's the name of a particular bioflavonoid that, oh, is, yeah. that is very useful for inflammatory and itching skin conditions, particularly where there may be a hint that it is being triggered by an allergy. Again, that's a very safe uh, oral medication to use. You should mention both those to your GP both of those could be procured from your local pharmacist. Uh, if I was in your situation, I'd, I'd give them a go using the, the lotion and using the bioflavonoid as oral medication. That's great. So all the best with that, Lorna. And another skin question, the last question for today, mm-hmm. it's John who's rung in from Waratah and it's about eczema. John. Good afternoon. Hello, John. Um, I have been to a special skin specialist and all of that type of thing um, for eczema and it was diagnosed as eczema. Um, I take or I put on a thing called Elifrat. Yeah, Elifrat, yes. Got a good um, reputation, yes. 
and uh, I, it, the prescription, I get eight tubes of it. That's how much I've got it. I've got it all over my legs, oh, dear, dear. all over my body, all oh. over my arms. Yes. The only places it doesn't affect is around my... Well, I wear my shorts yes. and my head. Yes. Now, now I, mm. it's um, to the point now, it doesn't really itch a lot, uh -huh. but if I put it on, yes. I... Um, they say to use it sparingly, but it, I put it on, say, for a few days. Yes. And then when he said, the, the specialist said, when it eases, don't use it anymore. Let it, you know, if it comes back, come back, come back. And it just keeps coming back. And um, I'm in a situation now where it really looks and feels disgusting. They come up in big red blotches. Yes, yes. And then... Um, when it sort of doesn't get any worse, it's just like little white heads, which I think are dead skin, I'm not sure. Okay. John, what I would suggest is, um, time is just about gone. Um, Salat, who's at the reception desk, will give you my room number, the number to ring, and I will take it up with you on returning to my rooms after the program. So wait till Sal gives you the number for my clinic, then give me a ring and I will talk to you more about your condition because for in a couple of minutes it wouldn't do justice to the discussion that I'd like to have with you. So just hang on, John, and you'll get the uh, phone number. And uh, that's pretty well it, I think, for Health Naturally well, we today. Did, we did well on the skin. There's the a few more interesting things to take up, and we might do that next week, Jane. We'll talk about oral preparations, Why not? perhaps, Why? with the skin. It's obviously um, something that affects a lot of people. It does indeed. To NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.